Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature themes, blood, monofilament wire, contractors, motionless dolls, and cool masks. Listener discretion is advised.
episode 43. Is it a shoujo or is it a shonen? Someone fucking tell me! Hello and welcome to another edition of Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. How you doing today? Hopefully you're doing good. You know, you're doing pretty good. I mean, got some manga which I got a review and, you know, working hard writing some stuff. And keep myself occupied with many, many, many diverse projects which will keep me completely, well, bored out of my fucking mind, to be honest with you. Now, for those who don't know, Spirekin is a society that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what this podcast does is, every single episode, I'll review one or two mangas, give you a little bit of information about it. And that way you don't have to go to a bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool. Let me look at it and see if it's awesome. And then you read it, it sucks. I do all the dirty work, and if you don't trust my judgment, that's no problem. I'll take criticism, complaints, anything like that. Just if you insult me personally, you can go fuck yourself. It's neither here nor there. So, I am also, also uh, you can check us out at spirekin.podbean.com, myspace.com forward slash spirekin, our forum, spirekin. Sorry. Sparking at rapidboards.com and also our voicemail 206 426 6665. That again is 206 426 Monk. Um, and for those of you who are just listening, just started listening today, welcome. I hope that you enjoy the show and, you know, quality of the episodes range from really shitty to really good. Hopefully today's a really good one. We'll see what happens. Um, on some non podcast news, you know, I got my car fixed finally. It's only been five months without a car having to use a rental and that's been causing me a hell of a lot of money so my car is fixed and it's a lot better I mean it's good to be able to drive my car again I mean it's not a great looking car but I really enjoy it I'm just you know I'm glad to have the car back things are looking up they really are huh anyway enough of Zan sob story so what else is new big thing kind of cool is that I'm officially a permanent regular guest host on the Fightbait Anime and Gaming Podcast. That's on fightbait.com. It's a pretty cool show that's usually on Tuesdays. So if you go, it's going to be Tuesdays is going to be the Fightbait show. Then Wednesdays is this show, which is all about manga. And then Saturday is either Anime 3000, which is something that Fight works on all the time. And then, of course, certain Saturdays I am doing supplemental episodes, especially this week and the next three weeks, because I have a special top 35 manga and anime themes background music of all time. I've polled over 70 people to get the best of the best and some of them are accredited like some of the hosts from some of the various other shows and also I've asked a lot of people I know from various anime clubs including the Orange County Community College Anime Club the St. Thomas Aquinas Anime Club. been emailing a couple of other ones just name dropping of course but Definitely check it out. That's our supplemental episode, so that has nothing to do with manga. So if you see supplemental in front of the episode, that means it's not about manga. If you just see episode number, that's one of our regular episodes. So that doesn't matter. So on to the show. So as usual, I'm giving you a little bit of information about news first. And the first one makes me really happy. Now, for those of you who've been listening for a while, I've been talking a lot about how the 50th anniversary of Weekly Shonen Sunday is going to have the new Romiko Takahashi series, and I'm kind of going crazy and almost creaming myself waiting on it. So, because it's a big deal, they decide to celebrate it in style. And what happened is, in Tokyo's Imperial Hotel, 158 mangaka, manga creators, were there for the ceremony to celebrate it. 
And, I mean, in attendance, besides the fact you had Takeo Saito, the guy who made Golga 13, Takeo Yuguchi, who made Surukichin Senpai, and then uh, Moto Akiba or, and Fujiko Fujio of Doraemon, of course, the woman herself was there, arguably the greatest mangaka, in my opinion, Rumiko Takahashi. And if you go to Gigazine's website, I don't know the exact link, you can actually see a group shot of these people, and it's huge. You see like 150 just short Japanese people who kind of look a little overweight all together. It's really cool. And then the best thing, I think, is like I told you that the magazine was going to have all these DVDs and extra stuff and T-shirts and whatnot. The cool thing is that the Japanese Postal Service actually issued 20 commemorative stamps that are decorated with characters from all the different mangas. I mean, you have the main character from Doraemon there. You have Cyborg 009, and you have... 8-Man, and you have Lum from Yorotsai Atsura, and I think if I could read this, see this correctly, because the only picture I found of it online is this really small gift that's so small, I gotta kind of squint. Even when you zoom in, it's so depixelated. But the last person, I think, is Ippo from Hajime no Ippo. If someone could tell me, or even send me this, that would be awesome. I would really appreciate it, and this is just, wow. You know, because 50 years of this magazine, and it's not stopping, such good series have come from this series so that's a little cool so next next on the list is something which is kinda crappy now for those of you Sayuki fans there's a prequel series called Sayuki Gaiden which takes place 500 years in the past and that was created by the series creator Kazuya Minakura and pretty much it's done she said I'm done stick a fork at me so on May 16th the last volume is coming out now, Sayuki, for those who don't know, is a retelling of the Monk Journey to the West slash Monkey King tale. It's okay. Personally, I just thought it was a little dry after a while. and didn't really go anywhere, so what else? Next on the agenda is one which is a little cool. Now, for those who don't know, I like Sho Tajima. I like his very fucked up art style. I love MPD Psycho. And... Young Aces Magazine is coming out. Now, that is basically with Ava. They're releasing this new magazine, which is going to have the Ava manga, which has never fucking been finished, ever. But this magazine is going to have, besides the Ava manga, it's going to have MPD Psycho. It's going to have a manga version of Mamoru Hoshodo. And then some new series called, uh, I think it's a prequel or spinoff of Haruhi called Nagata Yuki-chan no Shoshitsu which would be the disappearance of Yuki Nagoto-chan, I think. So, new magazine's coming out. Might come out to America. Sounds a little cool. The design on the cover is pretty nice. So, it's supposed to come out 6-27-2009, which would be June 27th, I think. Yeah, June is 6. Sorry, kind of do-do-do-day. Anyway, next. One of my least favorite animes of all time, a lot of people like it and I hate it, Razafon, the creator... Yutaka Izubuchi is creating, is, well, she's jumping back to her first, his first manga series, which is called Kinshin Gensu Rune Master, or Rune Master. Supposedly I heard it's a fantasy armor mecha series. Art style is his typical very angel-like but mechanical look. I mean... Izabuchi's a pretty cool guy. I mean, he worked on Lotus Wars. He worked on Jinro, the Wolf Brigade. He's worked on uh, Gundam 0080 and Char's Counterattack and Gundam Wing. But, I don't know. 
His art style drives me fucking up the wall, especially with Razafon. I was like, oh, Razafon's awesome. It was an Ava clone, a bad Ava clone in my opinion. But this isn't a manga review podcast, so we're not... I'm sorry, what the hell am I just saying? Hit me, please, fucking hit me. This isn't a mech review podcast. This is a manga review podcast. So, please, if I ever say something like that again, please, you have permission to slap the shit out of me. I don't know, I'm slowly going crazy, slowly. One of those days. Final news item is that the creator of Rojin 13 Go, the neighbor number 13, that one I told you about, which had Obama as the neighbor. The creator's name is Santa, ironically. He has a new manga coming out called Dan the Barbarian. And I don't mean Dan the Barbarian, I mean Dan the Barbarian. So, I don't know drawing looks really ugly I don't think I'll like it we'll see what happens and that's about it for news I mean nothing else in the manga world in anime world nothing much for that you can listen to any of the other various websites from anime 3000 to of course the lovely and wonderful AWO with Daryl Surratt and Clarissa and Gerald or you could listen to Fight Beat Anime Gaming Podcast to get some news and the only other news was I was able to see Dragon Ball Evolution, the movie. Now, I'm going to do an in-depth review with Fight Bait, but I'll tell you this now. I've seen many destroyed series. I have seen them destroy Sailor Moon live action. I've seen them destroy, you know, so many stuff. Like uh, Fist of the North Star and so many other series. But this... This was fucking retarded. I mean, seriously, this was just bad. I mean, how I saw it, I'm not going to reveal, but I would not have paid to see this movie. And it's a good thing I didn't pay to see this movie, because this was a fucking retarded movie. I mean, if you're a Dragon Ball Z hardcore fan, you might like it, despite the fact it destroys everything. And I'm surprised that Akira Toriyama is not spitting in his grave. Yes, I know he's not dead, but... When he said, this is an, take it as an indifferent interpretation of my work. I see why he said that. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, on to the main thing before, well, my review. Want to rant a little bit just about Shoujo versus Shonen. The reason why is, well, you have two different very diverse categories of manga. I mean, there's more categories, but these are the two polar opposites. Shonen, which is specifically for young males. That's stuff like Yu Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball, Ranma, Flame of Rekka, uh, what's another one? Um, Love Hina. These series are specifically designed to capture young boys' attention. They're interesting and cool and violent. Then you have stuff like Sailor Moon, and Magical Knight Ray Earth, and Kitchen Princess, and these are shoujo, designed for young girls. Now, when you say that an anime series is shonen, but the manga is a shoujo, that makes no fucking sense! It just, what the fuck are you thinking? It's fucking seriously, how the fuck... Could you not say, okay, the series and the manga are both violent and shit, we're going to leave them as shonen. 
not as fucking chill. What the? The reason why I'm bringing this rant up is because of the series I'm currently reviewing for this episode, which is Darker Than Black, The Black Contractor, which would be Darker Than Black, Kurono Kayakusha. Now, for those who don't know, Darker Than Black was drawn by Yoki Ya and originally was written by Tensha Okamura. Uh, its publishers, Koto Kawa Shoten, originally published in monthly as Asuka. There's about two volumes, nine chapters plus an omaki, and there's some website stuff. And it's a supplemental to the actual TV series, which, like I said, was is released by Funimation in the United States. Currently, it was originally released by Anaplex, and there are 25 episodes. And actually, the series is really fucking violent. And I really like the series, especially the fact that the music for the series was done by Yoko Kano, who, for those of you who don't know, did Cowboy Bebop, which has a great soundtrack. So you can guess the soundtrack is really cool. Now, it is a neo-noir, supernatural fighting series, but the manga is shonen. I'm sorry, shoujo. Now, before I get into it, let me get into the whole background of this series, because it kind of... The manga is a supplemental of the anime, so you would have had to have watched the anime to get some of the more particulars about the series. So, here's the premise. Ten years before the series starts, there's this area which just, this kind of area which just becomes abnormal for no reason in Tokyo, and they call it Hell's Gate. A similar thing happens around, uh, I believe it is, um, Panama. Same thing happens. A big area appears, which is unlivable, unhabitable, abnormal, weird shit happens. It's, you know, altering the sky, causing ha- lands- havoc on the landscape, things like that. People are disappearing, shit happens. So, the world decides, you know, if you can't destroy something, you just make it disappear. So they build a huge fucking wall around each section. And the one in Tokyo is called Hell's Gate, and the one in Panama is called Heaven's Gate. Eh, I don't get it either. Just just follow me. So then, at the same time as these things appeared, all the heavenly stars disappeared. And suddenly all these new stars appeared. And this is important. The reason why these new stars appeared, each one kind of corresponds with something else that appeared. These people who kind of possess various special abilities. Now, I know this sounds like generic superhero crap. This is what I like about it. These characters are known as contractors. And what happens is that a bunch of these contractors appear and all of them have a special ability. Now, unlike in something like Heroes or X-Men, these powers don't come without a price. That's what I thought was brilliant about the series. Is that the reason why they're called contractors is because they have to complete a payment or rumoration. Pretty much, here's how it works. Let me give you an example. One of the characters is someone like, if you've watched Heroes... Tracy or X-Men Iceman. He manipulates water into freezing it. He lowers his body temperature to freeze shit. Kind of cool. However, every time he uses this ability, he has to smoke a cigarette. He hates cigarettes. And then his partner is a woman who manipulates air, specifically making winds, you know, winds appear and she can move wind fast enough to cause it to rain, which in, in turn assists her partner. And her deal is she has to drink specifically liquor, but of course, they show her drinking Guinness. Nice little plug. You know, another character, he's a telekinetic, and he eats flowers. Another person, 
um, manipulates gravity, and he's kind of saying a masochistic because he has to break his own fingers, which is really gross. And the thing is that all the stars I told you which appeared represent one of the contractors, and the cool thing is whenever their powers are being used, the star actually will flicker and resonate, and so it's connected to them. So all the specials, or the contractors, are identified by their stars mising catalog number. Now all the stars have this weird numerical code, which is two letters and three, thing. that's in real world. So they did the same thing, that all the specials are known by whatever there is. Like the main character is known as BK201. We'll get into him in a second. But, you know, it's pretty interesting how they've devised this complete and complex way to identify all the characters, and also it shows that if a star blinks out of existence, the character is dead. And if a new star appears, that means a new character has shown up with a new ability. So, it makes it interesting and a little unique. That's what I really enjoy about it. Now comes the weird part about it. Um, the contractors, besides these abilities, they're kind of not human anymore. Not like they're aliens or robots or gynoids or androids. What happened is that their abil their abilities cause them to have a issue with their emotions. It seems like they don't have a conscience, that they don't care if they murder someone, and they're just very rational and logical. However, that's not really the case. It seems like they are more along the lines of that their priorities are all fucked up. That their emotions, they can access them, but it seems like it takes a backseat to logic. So it makes them much more efficient and much more ruthless. Now, besides the contractors, another group of people have shown up, and they're called dolls. Now, dolls usually work with the contractors, and what they do is they're scryers. Now, they'll touch a surface, or they'll use, or they'll use a device, and they'll be able to tell where anyone is. If you're saying, I'm looking for this person, if they're by a medium that they can access, they can find them. Like, one is a water user. She puts her hand in water, and she can find someone if there's a source of water by her. Another person uses cell phones. If you have your cell phone on you, and they're looking for you, he can find you immediately. So, that's pretty cool. So, now, into the manga, which... Now, all the anime series are self-contained little stories following the main character, and not really... They're connected, but not really. It's like a vignette series a little bit, but... Anyway, so, in the manga, it opens up... First off, the ink is blue, which is kind of cool. A little distressing at first, but you get used to it. You kind of gloss it over, because Monthly Asuka uses the blue ink to show it's a girl manga. And the first thing you see is a very bl bloody girl and two dead bodies next to her. That's not... That's not... Shoujo-esque? No, not at all. And this is the main character, Kana Shono. Now, Kana, a year before the series, this manga takes place, because it's a flashback in the beginning, you find out that she's living with her mother, well, she thinks it's her mother, anyway, and her father got murdered, apparently. She said, a year ago, a man came and murdered my father, I don't remember what happened, and as she's walking down the street one day, lamenting this, and just kind of feeling bummed out, she sees a guy on a cell phone talking about the Wonderland group, and also talking about a, to a guy named Krang. No, not Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original series. But she looks like, oh my god, daddy? It looks like her father. And she's like, what? Huh? Oh my god. And she kind of freaks out a little bit, and as she goes through, she tries to 
find out what is the deal with this person, who is he, how did dad survive, I thought he died, so on and so forth, and as she's following around trying to figure out what the deal is, she starts looking up Wonderland and Krang, seeing what the what the deal is with that, and what happens is she comes across two people fighting. Now, one guy is wearing a long trench coat, and the other guy is kind of just douchey McDouche juice with a baseball cap. And what happens is she sees a really cool fight with the guy in the black suit using a, what looks like a cool dagger connected to monofilament wire. And they're just getting into a huge fight over it. And the one character kind of just runs away and she's kind of afraid that someone's going to try and kill her. And this turned into a huge little, just she's trying to figure out what happened to her father. And she gets involved with the other main characters. And the one guy is the guy in the trench coat who says, you saw us, didn't you? And he's hanging out with the talking cat. This is our main character of the anime series and the guy you generally follow around. Even though Kana's the main character of the manga, this is the guy that is the contractor. And his name is He. H-E-I. He. He also goes by the pseudonym of Lee and I think his other one was... What the hell was it? Let me see my notes. It was, yeah, Lee or Zhen Sheng. And Lee is pretty much he's this elite contractor who's known as BK201 or the Black Reaper. Now, like I said, he's got the monofilament wire on the dagger thing and he's really fast. And also, he wears, whenever he's really fighting, he wears this mask, which has a, it's a white mask with two black eyes and a little line on one side. He's pretty badass and pretty cool. I mean, later you find his ability is he actually can manipulate... Well, suppose he can manipulate electricity and also particles or some shit. I don't know. And then, of course, the kitty who's with him is Mao. And Mao is another contractor. You don't know much about him, but he's a cat. And it's just them trying to figure out where the Wonderland group is and what the deal is with all of them is. And, and since it is a very short manga, only two volumes, I really can't say much about it with spoiling everything. I mean, is this out in the United States? Unfortunately not. I would love to see this picked up, even though it is a weird fucking series, but, you know, for two volumes isn't that bad. It's short and a little confusing because it's compressing everything at once. Because you find that the father's still alive, and then her mother isn't her mother, her mother's a doll, and then it gets further into it that he is looking for someone else. Oh, before I forget, he is also Chinese, which is interesting. He's you know, he's a Chinese character, the rest are Japanese and well I'm ruining this pretty much. I'm doing a horrible job with this. What can I say? This series really the anime is astounding and I love it. I actually when I found this series I was really digging it and I really loved the way it looked. And then I looked at the manga and I was completely confused. I'm like, is this the same series? It doesn't look the same as the anime. Of course, the anime uses, you know, the computer to draw it, and this is hand-drawn. But there's a significant difference. You could see it. Like, the series is, besides the blue ink, is very flowery, very... You know, all the characters look very feminine and pretty, and they have the big eyes and the sparkly eyes. Even during the violent scenes, the characters have big sparkly eyes. I mean, it's brutal. I mean, 
he is or he is not a very nice person. He doesn't fuck around. If you fuck with him, he will kill you no problem. And some of the other characters, there's a character introduced called November 13 and he freezes things. And then you find out her father, he uses he manipulates water. He doesn't freeze it, but he can manipulate it to drown you and stuff, which is a little cool. But I'm ruining this completely, but what can I say? What can I really say about this? Art style is questionable. The writing style, it works. It's very mysterious, very works. And, well, I'm going to give you my rating for this manga after this little promotional message. This is Sean Russell, the host of the Anime 3000 podcast. On the Anime 3000 podcast, we pride ourselves in being one of the most intellectually stimulating podcasts out there. Here's a little sample of what you can hear on our podcast. It's so like on the DVD cover, it'd be like hot, hot Russian girls or whatever. And but then it would be like an American dude who's like taping. So he's like, he was like, so, so, so tell me your fantasy. And then so like the Russian girl would be like, oh, so, so like if, if I could get one in my pussy and one in my ass, it would be like. Kind of, oh my god! <laughs> and then for me, it's for me, it's just very reminiscent of cosplay. That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, you're saying porn is very reminiscent of cosplay. That's like the best nightmare. No, 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 Josh. No, Josh. Anime3000.com slash podcast. Ah, Anime3000. Pretty interesting show. A little off balance, but hey, it works very well. So, as I said, art style, I really wasn't digging for the manga. I love the anime series. Writing style, pretty cool. Story was engaging a little bit. For two volumes, you know, it worked and it was enjoyable. And so, despite the fact that it is a horrible show, Joe, and I love the concept of it, I'm going to give it a borrowed from a friend and never return unless offered Poggy. If you have a chance, find this online. It's never come to the United States. It's pretty cool. Or pick up the anime. It was enjoyable. I liked it. I love the fact that, you know, the whole roommate thing was awesome with it. That's what I love. I love the whole concept of it. And I think it was well executed. I mean, you don't have the main characters really give anything away. Like, it's just showing hints about what's happening. It's building it. Like, you don't know anything about he. You don't know his deal. You don't know his setting. And as you're going along, you slowly learn more in the manga. Like, at the end, you find he's looking for his sister, and that that's connected with something else, and that kind of refers back to the manga, which worked, because in the beginning of... Uh, not the manga refers back to the anime and when you watch the anime it you you don't know what his deal is you have to build on and figure it out and it's just the wondering about what his true motives are are what makes the story compelling and for a manga that was made from an anime which is the reverse of manga to anime it's anime to manga this was well done it just the blue in the whole shoujo senin thing kind of creeped me the fuck out but hey if you have a chance look it up it's pretty good definitely worth reading and you know i enjoyed it very much so besides this you know no one has entered in any of our contests of course i'm talking about the Become the voice of the Wheel of Manga all you had to do you know it's still open it ends on june 8th just send in a voicemail, a soundbite. You can even call on Skype and just have me talk. Skype, 
email is the Skype ma- name is Spirekin. The voicemail is 206-426-6665. That's 1-206-426-MONK. You, you know, you can even send us just an MP3 you record on Audacity, which is a free audio program. Just send it in, see if you can do it. I mean, if you win, you become one of the voices of the Spirekin Monk Review. I mean, it's kind of rare that I have someone else on lately because all my co-hosts are all fucking insane. We might have one new guy coming in soon to try out. We'll see if he's good, maybe. Well, anyway. The other contest, of course, we have our design opening for the Spark and Manga Review. One guy bidded it. It sucked bad. I'm not even going to play it. It was poorly done, and they just said, Oh, this is the greatest show ever, and it's awesome, and and, and I wish Mason was back so I could go bounce, bounce, or whatever. Yeah, so, no. No Big Rick. Never. Forum's still kind of kicking. Sparkin.rapboards.com. Check it out. Uh, and finally, the other one is the design. A warning for the Sparkin Mongery. Pretty much how it works is every episode at the beginning we have a warning explaining how explicit this podcast is and a little bit about it. Just record a, a thing, send it in. You'll get free shit. Self-explanatory believe that's it for this episode. It's a little shorter than usual. Usually I'd like to hit 40 to 35 minutes. We'll see what happens though. But Oh, yes. I forgot. Because it's time for that one thing you've all been waiting for. For the one, the only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Except no substitute. Pretty much what the Wheel of Manga is, it's a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I do every week is I assign 10 random manga titles to the Wheel of Manga, and then I will spin the Wheel of Manga to whatever it lands on. That's what I'll be reviewing for the next episode of the Spirekin Manga Review Podcast. So, let me spin the Wheel of Manga to see what number it's going to land on for this week. Okay, landed on number two, which is... Detective Academy Q. Oh, that's kind of cool. Heard about that series. So, for the next episode, the Spirekin Manga Review, which is going to be on 1st of April, April Fool's Day, we're going to be releasing the Detective Q episode. And remember, this Saturday and the next couple Saturdays, we're going to be having the top 35 manga opening closings of all time, according to various random people who think they're better than everyone else. So... As usual, this is the Spirekin Manga Review. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email me at spirekin at gmail.com or at zan.spirekin at gmail.com. Zan is X-A-N. Spirekin is spelled S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. You can check us out at spirekin.podbean.com. There is no www in front of it. It's just spirekin.podbean.com. Of course, besides that, you have the lovely and wonderful Twitter, Spirekin, you can check me out on. I'm not on Xbox Live right now because I did let my membership kind of go. I had to pay bills, which is a little more important. And besides that, I believe that's it. So as usual, this is the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zahn. Thank you for listening, and I'm Gonsville.